Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. We are back. Now look, I caught some shit from a bunch of you guys for not having a podcast last week. The podcast right now, like I posted on our Facebook page, the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page, is in a little bit of flux right now because we're changing when we're recording and we're in the Christmas time of year where shit gets weird and people get flaky, you know. Uh, but coming into the, the new year, we're going to be changing the time we record and that's going to help accommodate our guests because we were having a bunch of scheduling issues with people. And so right now we're going to go through a real weird phase. We're going to go through the Chris Jericho heel in a suit phase before we become funny French Chris Jericho. Uh, 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 but yeah, thanks. Hey, remember rate and subscribe to this podcast. Do I have to say it every time? Yes. Good. Cool. Nice. Now, sound quality is also going to be shitty because my engineer is out of town for the holidays. So just also deal with that. But it's not because I don't love you guys. I do love you guys. It's because I don't have my engineer. Okay? All right. So, hey, let's get into it. Let's get into all the hot wrestling, haha wrestling action. Uh... Yeah, so also I'm here by myself tonight uh, because I've had to schedule at a weird time to record, and uh, probably ne- next week I'm going to be at my at my mother-in-law's place. Oi, my mother-in-law, no classic. Uh, I'm going to be there recording from Texas. So these next two weeks, don't give me shit. The sound quality is going to be mediocre, to say the least. But then coming back in the new year, it's going to be strong. It's going to be hot, which is what, that's what all that matters, right? Because then I were leading into the road to WrestleMania. That's the only time where the audio quality matters. Okay, no one cares about this time of year. Man, it's going to be an exciting, I was thinking about it today in the car. It's going to be a really exciting road to WrestleMania, like crossing my fingers, but possibilities for this mania, this mania is shaping up to be very exciting, uh, which could backfire because the past two manias I've enjoyed a lot and I haven't been that excited for the cards. So maybe that thing of just, you know, having low expectations might make it good. This one, this mania as of right now, which is, you know, we're far out, but everything revolves around mania. We got to be specking on mania. Uh, it's shaping. I, I, I'm expecting a big mania. I'm expecting like one. Uh, yeah. mm. I don't know. I just have a great feeling about this mania. Anyway, all right, so we had the Roadblock pay-per-view. This Roadblock pay-per-view. Now, to be honest, I didn't give an F about this pay-per-view uh, going into it. Going into it, it was a little bit... I saw a meme online that was had the whole card written out, and it said, uh, an, just another Raw card. And I thought that was pretty funny. And I think that's actually pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. And I think, uh, I don't want to be tough. I don't want to be, I don't want to be tough on Raw, but I, a, after all the Goldberg stuff, I was really excited about that, but I haven't, I haven't been that into Raw lately. I haven't been excited about the stuff going on on Raw. And I've been very excited every time I watch SmackDown. All right, let's break down Roadblock and uh, 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 quickly run through it. We'll kind of 
explain my point by example here. So, um, like, yeah, Seth Rollins-Jericho. I dug that match. You know, you knew Seth Rollins was going to win. I mean, this is an example. Like, Seth Rollins is... I mean, I'm, you guys know how gay I am for Seth Rollins. I fucking love Seth Rollins. He puts out any T-shirt. I'm gonna wipe that. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna wipe that. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded. What I don't know what happened there, but but you know he's up against Jericho. I'm not excited about Seth Rollins' whole face turn. He hasn't really clicked for me. Uh, as a matter of fact, the whole everything at the top of the Raw, all the 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 heavyweight division. All the drama surrounding that the universal title belt is it's off. The whole thing is off. I was thinking about it before I recorded and I got to a theory and then I, I was like, eh, I don't know if that's it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk it out on the air for you guys. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Uh uh but but yeah, Kevin Owens went against Roman Reigns. Uh Kevin Owens won because of interference by Jericho with a code breaker. Uh, they're teasing their breakup, but okay, that's, you know, th- yeah, I mean, that's going to be inevitable. That's going to be cool. A lot of people speculating that we're going to see Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho at Mania, uh, which is a match that could be very cool. Uh, but I'm seeing them at the top and I'm thinking about the thing that is sticks in my head is I feel like Kevin Owens is not living up to his potential during this title reign and why and I've been saying it for a while and I still feel it is that the Jericho Jericho's whole funny gimmick is swallowing up Kevin Owens and I mean it like this where it's like I, I think what it is is that yeah Kevin Owens is funny Kevin Owens does funny stuff but I don't think I don't see when I'm like real into Kevin Owens when I think about the Kevin Owens I like I don't see him as a comedy guy. Jericho's a pure goof. And when you have Kevin Owens saying best friend, keeps being like, oh, my best friend. It makes him it makes him silly as opposed to the prize fighter, a guy who's got to do anything he's got to do to get, get it done. Think about him against Cena. Like, that's the Kevin Owens I really got into. And then also the element about Kevin Owens that's completely gone is that he's an unconventional champion. And I guess we have that in the comedy routine, like, in, in that aspect that comes in there. But, like, no, he's also, like, in a big, you know, he's a big internet favorite. He's a big independent wrestler. He's a guy who's, like, just gr- he's great at wrestling. And I feel like that's all getting swallowed up. We're, we're kind of just treating it like Kevin Owens is, it feels like, oh, Kevin Owens looks like Roman Reigns. You know, that, that's like how the writing feels right now, where it's like they're the same. Uh, uh, which, look, Kevin Owens has the same level of ability as Roman Reigns, definitely. But there's something about, like, uh, there's something something missing there, right? It used to be, like, he didn't cheat to win in this way where it's like Chris Jericho on a mask. He'd cheat to win by maybe, like, I don't know, punching a little too hard or... It was it was more vicious. Um, yeah, you know, think about the way he beat up on Zane when he first showed up. That something something there is is missing, and I can't help but blame it on Jericho. If you think about the opening of Raw this week, where it's like, what well, what did you take away from that? It became a comedy spot about 
Jer- Jericho in the shark cage. Uh, which I loved, by the way. I think the car- shark cage was hilarious. I thought Jericho was hilarious. I did have one beef where I was like, why would Kevin Owens <laughs> Kevin just stood there and watched Foley lock him up? And then it was like, oh, come on, man. You wouldn't let that happen. But whatever. I get past that. I didn't care. That was funny. I also think that makes that's exciting for that match. At Rumble, I'm excited to see Jericho hanging above there. Like, what kind of hijinks? He's clearly going to break out or he's going to do something. I mean, can you picture that match? Like, I love that st- I love that stipulation. It's so funny. But somehow, we lose the cool indie stardom of, of Kevin Owens. And maybe it's inevitable, but I, I just think that I don't know. He, you know, you think about those Cena matches. I also think about the dynamic with Roman Reigns. So now you have Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, and they're being like chicken shit heels. They're, they're, you know, they're the heels here, and Roman Reigns is the good guy. But like, everyone likes Kevin Owens and Jericho, and they don't like Reigns. So it's just such a. It's such a mismatch. It's just something about it doesn't feel right. Where when I watch AJ Styles in the beginning of SmackDown I, uh, with Ellsworth, like that's all clicking. So, yeah, I don't know. I find myself not as excited for the title on Raw. And uh, that seems to be the common, that seems to be the common feeling. I just feel like Rollins is here and I feel like I'm, he's not making that impact. Like I wish... He didn't. It's because his face thing. It's uh, you know. Again, he's in his holding pattern right now. But also, it brings me to my next point, where it's like he's in a holding pattern to wrestle Triple H. Clearly at Mania, that's clearly what they're leading to. I don't know if Triple H showing up. I mean, it was it had to be like three, four months ago or so or already. He shows up to give Kevin Owens a title and then never shows up again. You know, I think he showed up to pick up Stephanie one time in the limo. I don't know. I don't know if you can affect story that much and completely, completely disappear. I don't know, like that much. I get if he's not there every week. We're gonna wait all the way to Mania. That's like an, that's like eight months. I mean, not even with an explanation of why he did what he did. I mean, the explanation is gonna be something. How he doesn't like Rollins. I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's just upsetting because I don't know if Kevin Owens' title run here is a successful one. I think it's more about... Even Kevin Owens is saying it's the title with Jericho. But, you know what? I might be overthinking it because Kevin Owens will have title runs going on. This will be his first run. Uh, But it's just something about it where I don't get into it where if he was more of that old self. You know, I guess this could all be fixed if he just... If he power bombs uh, Jericho onto the, the ring apron, I mean that might just fix it instantly for me. Cool, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's move on. So, the women's division on Raw. So, all right, we had this. <laughs> we had this match, the Iron Woman match, or Iron Man match. I called that. I kept calling it Iron Woman match. I was swapping that out. I guess it stays Iron Man. 
I don't know how the is it is Iron Man gender neutral or I don't, you know I don't know how that works but uh yeah I really I really dug this match obviously I like every Charlotte versus Sasha match I thought it was big booked pretty cool I dug it I liked it. I I didn't I I didn't see I knew it might go into overtime uh I knew it might go into overtime but uh I didn't yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't expect. I just didn't guess this. You know, I might. I, I thought it, as as I was watching it, I didn't know when the pins were gonna happen. And um, yeah, I dug it. These they always have good matches. Uh, I I'm glad they let Charlotte win. I think. Look, the belts go back and forth. I'm stick to my point, which is like I think it's cool that these two people just have each other's number. They're both completely equally matched, and either one of them can win. But keeping the Charlotte, the thing that matters actually, if the belt's not going to matter that much, the thing about not losing at pay per views, I think is powerful to go into Mania with that. Um, I think ultimately, if you're going to keep the belt on somebody for a while, it's still Charlotte to me. Uh, though I do feel a little bad that Sasha's never had any time to run with their championship. She's like, I think, a three-time champion already and maybe two, three. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you can't even, like, get a grasp on what her championship run was like because she's just had these two. Which brings me to my next point, which is that this division, the women's division on Raw, I dug what they did. It was like this felt like a two-woman division. I like, forgot there was other female wrestlers on Raw. So I was like... Cool, let's set them both up with new feuds right away. Nia Jax, it's time to get her in the mix. I wish they would change her costume. Don't like her costume, but cool. She comes out, beats up Sasha, establishes herself as a really badass heel. I keep thinking it'd be cool if they somehow had Nia Jax and Braun Strowman had some kind of alliance, even if it was very loose. Uh, yeah, but yeah, then Bailey. Came out against Charlotte. I dug that. I really like one thing. I really like about Bailey is like whenever you they like ins, insult Bailey, she doesn't. She just keeps her smile the whole time. Uh, it's a small thing, but I really like it. I think Bailey winning against Charlotte, even though I like that they were made it. You know, her shoulder was technically up. Whatever. I I do like it. The, since the division is so thin, I think it's really smart. To have it that, like, they're all top-notch. You know, if there's going to be only, like, four female wrestlers on this roster, then they all need to be top, 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 top-notch. Especially if they're on Raw. Because it feels like SmackDown has a... a, a I don't want to say deeper in talent. It just feels like they have more female wrestlers. At least that's how booking-wise it feels, you know? Um Cool. So, yeah, I dug all that. I'm excited to walk away from it. And I'm excited about that. Like, if they ever go back to Charlotte and Sasha, you're going to always get excited for it. They really solidified that as, like, a marquee, as a marquee uh, feud. Um, they just shadily threw the tag titles in. So, New Day dropped the tag titles at the pay-per-view, which I thought was predictable also because they needed they needed to drop them they clearly kept them on them just so they could break the record and that's awesome they deserve the record i always think it's real weird that demolition has that record so now I have new day having it that feels really great uh but cool like i knew they were gonna lose the belts i knew it because they were dying we were all we need new day to like switch it up they gave it to Cesaro and Sheamus and shadily switched the belts to make them red, which is fine. 
Ah. Part of me always thinks it's a little corny that like, oh, this belt's red, that red's blue. I, I mean, I'm really hoping they don't change the WWE Championship to blue. Uh, it seems inevitable, but I really hope they don't. Um, yeah, but Cesaro and Sheamus, I kind of dig the whole like odd couple routine. I like that Cesaro went, he, when he went over to New Day and he hugged them to congratulate them and Sheamus ripped the belt away. I thought that was pretty cool. I would have hoped that they would give it to... They would have given the belts to the club. I just think the club has just been, like, completely squandered because of this New Day having to hold the belt to break the the record. So I was like, you know, to make it up to the club, give them the belts. They're definitely worthy of having the tag belts. Uh, But, yeah, I've had people argue with me on that. Like, you know, a couple of my buddies think that the... Club or are duds. Um, it, you know they they haven't seen much from them. I don't know. I dig them. Uh, cool. So let's get into the sensitivity training thing. Uh, of uh, uh of of Enzo. So I really like that they're they are doing these like vignettes that you know they have like fluid. They have continuity throughout the episode. They're like runners that uh, uh, develop, you know, as you go. And they're using Enzo. And that's smart because Enzo, it's like he's not really like a good wrestler. He's more of a personality. So I do like it. I will say that Enzo and Cass have had the biggest fall off of any wrestlers that have come from the NXT roster up to the main roster in terms of me liking them. Uh We'll get to this later, but I'm a big Baron Corbett fan now. I've said it a while back. I just had this feeling, and it's grown and grown and grown. A lot of it has to do with his work on Talking Smack. He's really good on Talking Smack. Uh, and also, he makes really just, like, solid good points for why he should get opportunities, uh, which goes a long way with me, just making logical sense. He also cuts down the wrestlers that he wrestles against really well. He had some really good digs against Ziggler this week. Um, he had great digs against Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. And he's just generally like an asshole, but it really feels authentic. And I know the lone wolf thing, people say it is true. Like he doesn't he doesn't really have friends and he really is like a fucking asshole. And he has the most heel hair in wrestling. To the fact that this guy thinks that he has enough hair to keep a long hairdo. I mean, most of my friends by now... If they if their hair stand out so much they gotta go short. This guy's just riding it out. That's the lone wolf. The, when you talk about lone wolf, what he means is he's the only guy with that level of male pattern baldness that's still rocking the long hair. And that way he is the lone wolf. Uh anyway, I, I said I'll talk about Baron Corbin later and then jumped directly into getting my full points out about against Baron Corbin. But who was I talking about? Oh, Enzo. I was saying Enzo and Cass. That yeah, like Baron Corbin. I watched him in NXT. I watched him come off. I watched him at uh, NXT Takeover Dallas. Saw him have a match. Like you know, I I, uh, I watched him win the Andre Memorial, uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Rumble, whatever the fuck that thing is called. Um, uh, uh, and so normally, since I watch people progress, I tend to have an affinity for them. Or like Enzo and Cass, I loved them in NXT. I went insane for them. And now, 
I'm just like, when they come on, it's like almost piss break for me. I know that might feel crazy. That goes against common opinion, but I just find like Enzo shtick to be like, I don't know. It's uh, it's a little corny for me. Okay. I get it, though. He's great. Super talented. And I think he'll find the line of being serious. Sometimes he goes... I, I like his acting in some of these segments. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, sensitivity training. I love the concept of sending Enzo to sensitivity training. He has been just, like, showing his dick to everybody. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I think that... <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I like that. There was a couple of good jokes in there. Specifically, actually, Corey Graves had a great joke. Corey Graves is also really great. I've been saying it. I keep track of the lines he said. He talked about, I think he said uh, high school. He talked about uh, Enzo in high school and said it was the toughest six years of his life. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Well, um, Seems like all these vignettes end in Rusev beating this shit out of Enzo. Uh, and I will say, like, as much as I'm not, like, that big into Cass and Enzo right now, I'm sure that can change. I do like the, the old Rusev feud. I'm, I'm into it. Feels pretty brutal. Also, every time they beat the shit out of Enzo, like, props to him. He takes a good beating, a very believable beating. Uh, when he was being tossed against the wall last two weeks ago. And then this week he was, like, slammed. It was pretty good. I don't understand. Is it Jinder Mahal? Uh, <laughs> Jinder Mahal uh, they they tagged him with Rusev I always find it so weird that they put foreign, they always like put foreign guys together it's such like an old school WWE thing that they always do uh, I don't have a problem with it. it actually you know I think I've been watching this so long that it feels right it's like Rusev and Jinder Mahal okay of course but I don't know Jinder Mahal I believe I don't know I think I assume he's Indian. I don't know. Uh, and that might just be because Mahal is in his last name, like as in the Taj. Uh, 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 but uh, yeah, I don't know, like <laughs> Indian and Bulgaria and Bulgarian, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know what those that relations like. I don't know if they sit next to each other at the U.N. or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, cool. I, I, I want them to keep going. With these vignettes, I think there's a lot to game. We need. I, I like more stuff outside of the ring, especially. I think these things were produced pretty cool. I liked. I I, I like seeing them. Maybe let's see. Maybe let's see some without Enzo. Could be cool. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm digging the Strowman stuff. The Strowman, uh, Sami Zayn match. I thought that was cool. I knew I liked. I, I thought I thought it was a good match. I liked Zayn. He survived. I think they both come out strong. Strowman's he's doing good work. Uh, I like how they ended Raw, where he's just like he's like a terror. I like that he's like unstoppable force. There's a guy who can he stopped a match. He interrupted a match. He interrupted the main event that has like Roman Reigns and and uh, and Rollins in it. Uh, I like having a guy who's like out of control and massive. Uh, cool, dig it. Um, yeah, so whatever. Anyway, they announced one of the big announcements is Royal Rumble. We're gonna get. We talked about this match, but we're gonna see Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. So that means 
Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens can't win the Royal Rumble. I don't know if Jericho can win the Royal Rumble. I doubt he would, but being in that cage, I don't know if that is that counts as his only work for the night. We'll find out. I imagine he could still be in the Rumble, but um, yeah, I don't think either of these guys would win. We certainly no one wants to see Reigns win the Rumble. As a matter of fact, keeping him out of the Rumble matches is is uh, pretty smart. Uh, but th- I can't help but think. This is where they give Reigns the belt, and we're going to see a Reigns. I think, oh, man. The only thing I can think of right now, maybe I'm blind. Maybe I'm not thinking of too much. But if Rollins is with Triple H, Owens, and Jericho at Mania, I can't help but think they're going to go Reigns, Finn Balor. Finn's going to be... He should be healthy by then, from what I hear. I think he'll be very... I think he'll be... He's going to be healthy even before that. You know, you have the... It's interesting because he... He is... You know, he won the belt. And then he had to give it up. That is his belt. But at the same time, is he big enough to fight for the Universal title? Which, again, is not the main belt anyway. Is he, you know, has he earned the right to wrestle at WrestleMania yet? I mean, I guess so, just by winning that belt. I would love to see it. I wonder how it would go over the fans. I don't feel like he was that over at SummerSlam. Anyway, if that's the match, I, I'm, I, I would, I, hey, I'm down to see it. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, let's move on to SmackDown. So, it's Ellsworth stuff. Feels like we put a nail in the coffin on the Styles Ellsworth thing in a great way. Man, when I see Styles, ugh, that guy, he's the number one power rankings. He's the number one guy. He's the number one guy in pro wrestling right now. No question. He's just amazing. Uh, yeah, so we have, the, we have Corbin versus Ziggler next week for the title. And then they added in Corbin, which I dig. I think that makes it, I think that makes it, Interesting. I mean, there's no chance they're taking the belt off of Styles before WrestleMania. The question is more, which sucks because now we know that Ziggler is not going to win that belt. And we know that, you know, Corbin, he's just elevated to be anytime he gets a title shot, that's elevating him at this point. Ziggler, it's like we would like to see something happen. Um, uh, the question is who, what are they going to do with Styles at Mania. Man. All the matches I want to see are not possible based on where people are already matched up. But the match I want to see is I want to see Styles Rollins. Uh, especially if we have we already have Rollins as a face. Seems doable. I don't know if there'll be any switching between brands uh, for the title. But it seems like they did it at the Survivor Series. So, definitely a mania. We're going to see matches between brands, 100%. But, yeah, cool. I dug it. I think Ziggler sold this end of days in the beginning of SmackDown really hard. Uh, I don't, I don't want to forget to say that. Uh, props to Ziggler. He took a really – he flipped his legs up so high. That was, that was great. Uh, but, yeah, what I was saying, Baron Corbin, one of his great digs against mm-hmm. – Ziggler, he's like, you steal opportunities and waste them. 
that was a great that's a great dig and it has the level of authenticity to it that makes him feel good uh it's just like that dig against Daniel Bryan where he was just like, you fought for 10 years in basements. I made one phone call to come here. It's just like, mm, dig it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I just think with SmackDown, it's just, I don't know, like I'm more, I'm more into all this. There's more opportunities. A guy like Baron Corbin coming up doesn't even feel like it's possible. It feels like the only guy that comes up on Raw it's like it's just Roman Reigns pops in when there's an open slot there. Uh, even like Cesaro and Sheamus, now they're locked into title, not uh, into, into tag matches. Uh, oh, maybe they'll move up Big E. Maybe they'll do something interesting with the with the New Day. But I just think more interesting things can happen on SmackDown. All this Ellsworth stuff. So I think that's kind of what I get ex- more excited about. Uh, Apollo Cruz. I just wrote here, my note here is Apollo Crews is such a nothing. That's the meanest note. That's just, I soften some of these notes. I'm just like, you know, okay. Uh, but uh, no, it's just uh, Apollo Crews just came up from NXT too fast and it's got no gimmick at all. Anyway, I'm going to stick with this. Say the number two guy in the company, like I've been saying, number one is AJ Styles. Number two is The Miz. Uh, the Miz is uh, the biggest moment. Man, um, he, he had this post-match interview with Renee, and Renee said that your obsession with Dean Ambrose is getting out of control. I was like, my obsession? You're the one who's sleeping with him. And then she slapped his face and walked out, and he just laughed like a f- true frat guy asshole. It was fucking great. Renee played it so well. Uh, loved it. I mean, just solidifying Miz is such a fucking dickhead. It'll go, ah, yeah, great. Loved it. Then he came out later in the night when Ambrose was down just to give him a skull-crushing finale. Great. Loved it. Uh, awesome. We finally figured out who attacked Nikki. It was Natalia. I was hoping it wasn't. I actually, for a second... They had a nice moment where Carmella was, you know, spilling the beans. And then Natalia was just like, you caused all of this. Right before that, Nikki asked, like, was it true? And she just said, you caused all this and went after Carmella. And I was like, maybe she didn't do it. Maybe this is all misdirected. We're going to have somebody come back. And then it was like, no, Natalia did it. And then she came out and she cut her classic heel promo. And she had the justification that you would expect, which is like, you're the bigger star because on total... Divas or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't into it. I'm not that into it. Uh, she said the thing that's like, John Cena won't marry you, which is like Carmel already said that. We've already, we're nailing that down. I'm just not that excited about any of this stuff here. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Alexa Bliss. I am digging Alexa Bliss though. So Alexa Bliss against Becky Lynch uh, in the suit. That was fun. There ain't nothing to say there. I thought that was just fun. Um, yeah. Then we had Corbin versus Ziggler. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed that match. Uh, and then that set up for Ziggler uh, Styles. Uh, Ziggler Styles and Corbin, which I dig. Yeah, a lot of good stuff going on. I mean, look, for 
historically, this is more of a lull period. Now we're leading up to the road to WrestleMania. It's going to get very exciting. John Cena is back next next week. Oh, man, John Cena. There's so, man, Undertaker is around. There's so much talent. I mean, we're gearing, I, we're gearing up. We need a good rumble. Forget Mania. I keep talking about Mania. Yeah, oh, man, and we have Elimination Chamber back. Beautiful. But we need a good, we need a good Royal Rumble. I've not been in love with the past two Royal Rumbles, at least. I have to think back to what the one before that was. I think Batista. Batista, yeah, yeah, the past three. Past three, oh, man. The Batista one I watched, that was, I think that, that was like Punk's last match, I believe. I watched that in a bar in Chicago. This bar called Rocks, if anyone's been there. And uh, it's like a, it's like they had CM Punk t-shirts in there. People were going nuts. People's hands were taped up. Uh, the bar's called Rocks, and they had to go to sleep. Their, their t-shirts says, go to Rocks. Uh, and it was one of the old CM Punk t-shirt designs. That was pretty cool. I miss CM Punk. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I would love a good Rumble. Who do I want to win the Rumble right now? If I had to choose. Hmm. 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 I mean, my guts tell me that it's Rollins' year, but if he's going to go against Triple H, it doesn't make sense for him to win that. I think that... Oh, who do I want to win? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. The guy, I want someone to win. Like, I would love an Alberto Del Rio kind of a win. Like, I would love a win to somebody that's like, I didn't expect them, but it makes sense. Like, you know, like if Samoa and Joe came up, that would be kind of cool. But who I think is going to win is I think it'll be Finn Balor. I think they got to get him back in here and he's got to be, they got to get him Got to get him going. Man, I keep thinking about how AJ Styles debuted last year at the Royal Rumble. He's been here in less than a year and had this level of impact. Man, incredible. Incredible. All right. Hey, that's everything I got to say, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be back next week. We'll just be me again. I apologize again. The sound quality will be not be great again next week. But the week after, we're going to be back at the studio in a big way, gearing up for the road to WrestleMania. Gearing. Do you hear me? We're going to be gearing up. We're going to be paving the streets. We're going to be, there's going to be a lot of infrastructure projects. We're going to be, everything's going to be pristine for this road to WrestleMania. It's going to be freshly paved, freshly painted. Okay? This is not the roadblock end of the line. The roadblock is down. The streets are paved. And we're going to be cruising in there. I will be at WrestleMania. I've already bought my tickets. It's in Orlando. Yes, I go to every WrestleMania. Anyway, all right. It's late at night and I'm delirious. Uh, You guys are great. Uh, Thanks for giving me shit. It means a lot to me when you guys give me shit for not doing the podcast. Because it means that you care about what I have to say. And I do. I have a lot of great things to say. 
Anyway, remember to rate and subscribe. Tell your friends about the podcast. If they like wrestling, they need to listen in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can follow, uh, join our Facebook page, at Comedians of Wrestling, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at COW Podcast, okay? Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.